0: This is Novell Open Audio, Brainshare Backstage. All right, Martin Buckley, you just came off the Friday Brainshare stage. You've been up there twice this week now. What was it that you were showing this time around?
1: Hey, Ted. So uh, we kept it short and sweet, and we showed um, Zenworks Asset Management the next release. where We're really adding uh, IT contract management to the product.
0: All right, so IT contract management, meaning now that uh, vendors like Novell will be able to be track your relationship to them, what you have license to, and those kind of things. Is that correct?
1: Exactly. This is relationship tracking inside asset management. We already collect information about your hardware, your software, the usage, of the, you know, the licenses you've purchased. This is the missing part. What relationships you, the IT organization, have with your hardware vendors, your support organizations, and your software vendors, all in one simple web interface.
0: But let's get down to the real interesting question now. How come you're winded? How come you sound like you're out of breath? What happened?
1: Hey, I don't play football, so uh, I had to do a run to the back and throw a ball into the audience.
0: It was pretty good fun. Okay, and, and I noticed that uh, when you did this pitch, you did, uh, that, that didn't look like an overhand football toss
1: that you did there. What was that? It was kind of a rugby toss, but uh, I don't throw forwards. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks for your time, Martin. Thanks, Ted.
0: Just off stage, an absolutely kick ass demo by Dale Olds. Dale, you were showing identity stuff up there, but what you showed was a little bit confusing to me because I saw an iPod involved in an identity demo. What's going on?
2: The iPod was uh, used to store the credentials from, uh, that I, was used to store credentials, username, and password from an email account. That uh, the smart and then the smart card was used to encrypt them securely on the iPod.
0: So without, if you lost the iPod, then the credentials that are on the iPod are not lost and unsecure because right. if you don't have that key card. So right. in other words, just don't keep your iPod and the key card on the same keychain.
2: Right. Uh, there's also some some people uh, think that we should just store the credentials on the on the card itself, but there's corporate policy and there's and, or sometimes the cards can't. Uh, store them. So there's reasons why you would want to leverage it as a credential store on a different device than your card. And the iPod is just an example of a different oh. device. It just happens to be one of the ones that's very cool. It for was me. just so, it was a cool one so I could show off your podcast.
0: Yeah, and we appreciate it. We here at Novellup Audio very much appreciate it. I heard some boots and hollers in the audience and that was great. Okay. So uh, anything else about the demo? Uh, what, else, what other kinds of things have you been doing this week? Because I mean a lot, of people, a lot of people know that you were involved in eDirectory way back in the day. You're still deeply involved in the uh, in identity stuff like Higgins and things. What else have you shown this week that people have missed? Have you done some breakout sessions and things?
2: Well, the main thing uh, that we're doing this week is we've had an open house for the Bandit project. Uh, So uh, the main thing that we're doing is building up a grassroots effort for an open source identity project to make this identity fabric that's been talked about here a lot a reality to be able to do that. We need some... Open source common components that are the lowest level foundational pieces
0: and you've been of showing the identity system.
2: Yes, and that's part of what was shown today. The Casa piece that you just uh, was shown during this keynote is all open source uh, components, and is a piece of the Bandit
0: project. Great. Can we get you back in the studio? Maybe bring in one of the engineers involved on it at some point and do a quick interview on Bandit. Absolutely. Awesome, Dale. Thanks very much. Okay. Just finished with a killer identity demo is Alan Murray and Volker Schoiber. And, guys, what you showed a whole bunch of stuff up there. But the thing I guess I'm most impressed by is you guys have brought, like, serious, like, high business value type stuff. And the cross-section of that with... Pure geekery. I mean, we're getting close-ups of Folker's tattoos on some of the cameras and things like that. Yeah, yeah, they were up there, man. So uh, tell, us, tell us a little bit about some of the stuff that you guys got to show up there and maybe a little bit about what you wanted to show but didn't have the chance because of the compressed time of keynotes.
3: Well, one of the biggest things that I, I hope people get is that we've made this stuff so easy to do now. It's so much faster. It's so much easier to design and deploy. There's always this belief that identity manager projects are for really big enterprises that have tons and tons of consultants and all kinds of time in the world to implement them. The stuff that we've shown today should demonstrate that any enterprise, no matter what size, can start to implement solutions like this really easily.
0: Right. And so this stuff that you guys are showing also, um, this is t- Friday is always the futures session. Is this stuff out there and available today at all for people? Is there any way for people to get involved in using
1: any of this today? Actually most of it is. Except the data analysis tool, everything is ready to go.
0: So how do people find that kind of stuff?
1: They'll get it in our nightly builds and, okay. and the latest in one of our next milestones. We ship a milestone every two months so that they can expect it very, very soon.
0: And this is part of the designer downloads program then?
1: Exactly. So you get it from www.novel.com/ Cool solution slash DurexML slash designer. That's okay, where you we'll get put that link
0: on the uh, on the podcast for the Friday, uh, okay. on the page for the pri- Friday upload here. Uh, Alan, it looked like when you ran out there to throw the football that you actually faked out the cameraman. Is that correct? Is That's that what-
3: absolutely correct. He looked really frightened. He looked totally
0: <laughs> afraid of you. There's,
3: there's a reason they called the Scots Warriors the ladies from hell. <laughs> the man, uh,
0: a man in a kilt comes charging at you, and you're doing nothing
3: you get to defend yourself but a camera. <laughs> you get out of the way. <laughs>
1: I didn't see that. What did you do?
3: I charged him, and he was standing there taking pictures, and I rushed him. Oh, awesome. And he, he actually like, put he the camera flinched. down and he ran He seriously it. flinched.
0: <laughs> All right, guys. Well, great demo out there, and uh, appreciate appreciate you guys uh, taking a little time to talk to us. Thanks. Excellent. Thanks, Eddie. Just off the BrainShare stage, Sonia Krause-Harder has come out, and she just did a demo on the OpenSUSE build service. Sonia, we had you on the program uh, on Novell Open Audio just recently. Uh, We're trying to get that up online so people can hear the full overview there. But you were actually showing the build server on stage, is that correct?
4: Yeah, exactly. We showed a live package build on stage. Okay. Just two minutes ago.
0: And this is something not just that uh, a developer could use, but anybody could use at this point. They can, can they, at this point, pull things out of uh, like SourceForge and build packages for SUSE Linux at this point?
4: Yes, they can. At the moment, um, because this is a, is a very alpha preview at the moment, we only give out uh, accounts to people who send us an email so that we can tell them your packages may disappear any time and you have to be, be aware of bugs and so on. Uh, but uh, we just want to make sure they know this. But apart from that, everybody who can build packages can build packages in our platform. All right,
0: so, so this grand vision of OpenSUSE becoming the people's Linux, where they can actually get their whatever package they need. Yeah. Developers can actually develop directly in there. They can build their own uh, SUSE Linux distribution,
4: uh, I guess, derivatives. Yeah. This is coming together. Yes, of course. All right. We are working on it. And this summer, late summer, uh, we are preparing to have a public beta of the system where really everybody who has a Bazilla or OpenSUSE SUSE.org account can come to the system uh, and just build packages.
0: That's so exciting. That's great. Yeah, this is
4: this is really cool.
0: All right. Thanks for your time. Yeah. Okay. All right. The Friday keynote is now complete. And the last two guys who were in the keynote are Eric Anderson and Robert Whitville. This keynote was one of these builds and builds and builds things. These guys tore up the house. Congratulations on a great demo, guys. Tell us about the stuff you were showing. What's this all based on, the whole virtualization thing?
1: Thanks, Ted, yeah, we had a lot of fun today. It was a great demo, everything worked great, and we even had more to show, but we didn't have enough time to show it all. There's so much to this. So what we're showing here really is the combination of a bunch of stuff that's coming together, all the awesome engineering that's gone into SLES 10, Um, a bunch of thinking around the ideas of what can we do with virtualization when it becomes ubiquitous you know so we've been thinking ahead of what's going into Celeste 10 in terms of systems management and the right kinds of infrastructure required to show what we've been showing today.
0: Right on, okay and here's the next question for you guys you guys showed a bevy of operating systems up there this was not just SUSE Linux up there You you guys touched the audience pretty well there was some netware what else did you have out there?
5: So we know that customers run in heterogeneous environments, and so it's important when they're deploying virtual machines, virtual environments, that they can support all the different applications and environments they have. So that's part of what we're doing at this solution is showing that that can be done. All
0: right. And what what operating systems did we have there?
5: So we had Windows up there, we had Red Hat, we had SUSE Linux, and we had NetWare.
0: All right. So you you guys did a just a mess of operating systems out there you also showed the failover jeff hawkins you actually had go back there and pull out one of your servers you're running an app it 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 fails over how do you think the audience
5: took that one I think they thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's a
1: great combination of technologies, and it just makes sense when you see it that way. We can fail over virtual machines just as easy as cluster resources.
5: Now, go ahead. What, What was really cool about that, I don't know if people caught it, but we actually had two virtual machines of two different OS types that were running. And so we failed over, we actually failed over one operating machine system type and the other one was still running. What, so they actually connected back to the other Which was it that other. you failed?
0: Which which operating system failed? Uh, let's which, see
5: we pulled the web one I believe. Yeah so we right. had
1: eGuide running on Celeste 10
0: Okay so that was that was that was a web service running mm-hmm. on SUSE Linux
1: Enterprise Server ten and what it fail over to? felled over to another 10 node, so we're using Slash 10 clustering to host other virtual machines. This time, the virtual machine was a also 10 based,
5: Okay, but uh, we showed you all the other ones too, so we can fill we those over. We had a NetWare LDAP server yeah, that yeah. stayed up running the whole time right. to support the environment.
0: Okay, and last question for you guys. I mean, Wednesday, we got to see Nat Friedman's killer demo on the Linux desktop where he shows us you know all these great effects and things based off David Friedman's code of XGL and Compuice, and you guys did your demo using that code. (laughs) That's right. right. Is this not inherently risky to do this for a keynote demo?
5: Oh no, it's really cool. If you think about the faces of the cube, there's different views when you're working in development that you want to have. One may be a source code view, one may be an actual application view, and one would be the designer view. So by very quickly flipping between the faces of that cube, we can see all three environments very, very rapidly and that's the whole kind of 360 degree view of the environment that you're trying to put together. So, bam, this
0: just brings it full circle or full cube, if you will, um, to to give you this just killer demo of virtualization through the different sides of the cube. That was pretty cool. Yeah,
1: you could think of this as the 3D enterprise, perhaps. You know, you want to look at all aspects. You want to look at the design aspect, the monitoring deployment aspects, the dashboard aspects, and we flip it around, and you can see it from different points of view on that cube.
0: People coming back next year, are they going to actually be able to, uh, to do some of the Zen virtualization? Actually... Do the kind of stuff next year for this kind of uh, the demo that you did today.
5: That's our
1: plan. Breakout right, sessions. Yeah, and even with Slash Ten right now, you can go out there and create yourself a shared disk cluster. Create some virtual machines. Put those virtual machine images in your cluster file system, and use the cluster software to fail them over. So you can do that right now with Slash Ten. Right.
0: Again, guys, I don't want to hold up. You hold you up because I know there's still some more brain share going on this Friday afternoon here. So uh, thanks very much for taking some time to talk to us, and we hope that uh, we hope that you guys have a great rest of the BrainShare. Yeah. yeah. Great. Thank you. Thanks. Cheers. All right, we've just finished up from the last event of Brainshare, the big keynote. There's still a couple sessions that happened this afternoon. Amazing thing here. We tried to grab Jeff Hawkins, the guy who was the MC for the keynote. He's back in the green room right now, collapsed on the couch from an amazing keynote session. So we've turned over here to grab the two producers of Brainshare, Mike Morgan and Troy Money. And let's just get a quick recap of what this week was all about. Mike, how'd it go
3: this week? It went awesome. We are... We're relieved because, you know, you put on a, sh- a show this size and there's a lot of things that can go wrong. We have very minimal things, uh, a lot of stuff that we're, we're happy to say is a good show. And it's, uh, we appreciate all the attendees who came from all over every corner of the world, it seems. Yeah, we talked to a lot of different
0: people from all around the world this year. Tell us what kind of things, what, those people who are listening on the podcast, just getting these little mini updates all week, what is the full summary of the kind of stuff that they missed? What are some of the things that... Uh, they didn't get to see that they just got these little snippets like webcasts and uh, podcasts and things like that. What 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 are the kind of events that happen?
3: Well, I would say the thing that you missed, and you probably did see it over if you watched the webcast, but what you missed was the opportunity to get your hands on, uh, SUSE Linux Enterprise Desktop 10. We had that on hundred machines up on the BrainShare network, so anyone could go down there and get all the all the experience that they could. Learning how to use Sysa Linux Enterprise Desktop 10. It was amazing.
0: XGL on those machines even. So you actually had a full cube and all those kind of things on there. We
3: did. And the cool thing about it was it wasn't like this really expensive hardware. They were all running on HP laptops that you could go buy, reasonably priced. And it worked great. All right. So uh, breakout sessions, what, what did we have for uh, breakout
0: sessions this year?
6: Well, I think we delivered on you know the technical. So the, these people come mainly, we have a lot of fun here at Brainshare, but they want the technical you know sessions and technical updates. So over 241 sessions covering everything from the data center, desktop, resource management. You could learn about where we're going with our identity strategy and then everything around the work group with the group wise and open enterprise summer or open enterprise server. In addition to that, That we had our AT&T advanced technical training, so definitely as Mike pointed out, hands-on training. Those were just booked up, and you know how how can we get in? Can you give more such as that? So I know the attendees have really appreciated that. And then in our technology lab, you know we had the installation and migration station. And we went through over, is that a thousand? Over a thousand people. Over a thousand people actually went through either uh, installation or migration. So they got to stand side by side with engineers and install Novell Linux Desktop or Open Enterprise Server or, you know, SUSE Linux uh, Enterprise. Uh, They could switch over from exchange to group-wise, get all that practical learning right there with the engineers on hand. And I I think if we learned anything from that, uh, the crowd came back and said, I think we had 14 stations that were open all the time. We could probably double that because that was very, very popular as well.
0: Great, great. And uh, how about how about the show, uh, Wednesday night show? We had uh, Counting Crows out there. Mike, you gave us the preview on that one. How'd that go? It,
3: well, it went great. We started off with a great comedian, Don Friesen. If you haven't heard this guy, he was just a riot. Uh, played really well to our technical crowd, and he was great. But when we got Counting Crows on stage, it was a jam-packed house. It was amazing. We, I don't think we've ever seen a crowd that large at one of our concerts before, and they performed well, a lot of fun. Great, great. great. And, uh, okay, so is this just Novell technology? Yeah. What, what what
0: do we have from uh, visitors, uh, companies or partners of Novell and things like that? Any of any of those out there that we showcase? Oh,
6: huge. I think over 54 different partners that were in in the showcase from Nokia, BlackBerry. They were all here because we had huge announcements about what we're doing with mobility and group-wise. Uh, those guys were there, IBM, H. HP, Dell, Guava, Messaging Architect, Oracle, AMB. I mean, if you came to BrainShare, not only could you learn about our technologies, but we understand we're not the, you know, the only thing in your infrastructure. You could make the contacts to answer almost all of your questions from the different things that you
0: may have running in your environment. Right on. So it, it, I guess as a, as a quick summary, if you didn't get here this year, if you're just listening through the podcast or just seeing the webcast and tiny little windows on a web browser, you're getting only a very thin slice here. Would you tell people, you know, they got to be here? What, what, what advice do you have for people for next year? Book well, your tickets right now. <laughs> we're selling it. we're sold out of hotel
6: rooms. <laughs> we're out of hotel rooms. Get your tickets right now. No better conference on the planet. I'm just telling you. And next year, they could be talking to Ted Hager doing Novell
3: Open Audio. Oh, man. That don't scare them away. All right. <laughs> well, you know, the other thing that I would say is uh, join the – we had many, many first-time attendees this year. I was surprised. Every time we turned around, we'd ask, how many years you been to BrainShare? And they'd say, this is my first year. So I would say, follow this crowd, because they know where it's happening, and they really they found some value in it. And I think... Uh, from the people i've talked to they're coming back next year
0: yeah i talked to a couple people actually that i'd met at international brain shares like i talked to laura buckley who's been at uh, brain Share south africa year after year and she's like a kid in a candy store out there in the tech lab i mean she's just every engineer she interfaces with each and every one of them and there there were a few hundred engineers out there so yeah there's there's some real excitement going on there
3: and there's some great stuff too we had a uh one of our Guys teach a session on Myth TV, and this thing offered three that times. was Jeff Price's session. I heard Absolutely. about Absolutely, Jeff yeah. Price. He did a session on Myth TV on how easy it is to install that on Sousa. It was jam-packed for three full sessions, and so there's other things. Laura Chapel did a session on Internet safety for children and how to protect your kids online. You can't get this anywhere else. This is good stuff, and if you want to really walk away well-rounded with a great opportunity to learn about Novell Technologies as well, as other things that will help you in your life, Brainshare is the place to be.
0: All right. Well, Troy, Mike, thanks for the quick redux of the week, and uh, we're hoping everybody gets out here to Brainshare next year. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Ted.